Hello everyone and welcome to Nikki's Podcast, the podcast where we go back in time and reflect on events that have occurred in our country's recent history. Today we are going back in time to the second half of the 20th century, more specifically the years 1945 to 1982. In this episode, we have some key events that we are going to go over, such as the formation of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, founded to ensure the protection of the European countries from the threat that the the Soviet Union posed at the time. The founding of a province. We will be going over events that define Canada as a whole, like Terry Fox's cross-country run for cancer research. And lastly, Canada's involvement in the Korean War, fighting with the United Nations against the communist nations of North Korea, China, and the Soviet Union as an attempt to halt the spread of communism. On to our first topic, the formation of NATO. NATO was formed in the aftermath of World War II. The treaty was signed in 1949 by 12 different countries, one of them being Canada. NATO was formed as a way to protect one another from the threat at the time, the Soviet Union and its Iron Curtain. NATO ensured the nations were protected through political and military means. In NATO Article 5, it states that an attack on one member is an attack on all of its members. Canada has made very big commitments to NATO and protecting their European allies, and we will go down in history as the country that protected Europe in the darkest of times. Moving forward to something a little more significant to Canada's identity, a brand new province being founded, Newfoundland and Labrador in 1949. The British colony had been debating for nearly two years deciding whether to continue with their commissioned government, which was put in place following the economic crisis of the Great Depression, go back to the responsible government, or join Canada as a province of Canada. Team Confederation was led by Joey Smallwood. He preached that joining Canada would bring better living standards for the people of Newfoundland and Labrador. Confederacy was also advocated by the British. In June of 1948, a vote was held. 44.6 for responsible government, 41.1 for the confederation, and a mere 14.3 for commissioned government. Another vote was held, this time between responsible government and confederation. The confederation received 52.34, and responsible government received 47.66. Joey Smallwood would go to Ottawa to discuss terms, and on March 31, 1949, Newfoundland and Labrador became Canada's 10th province. Next, it's time to go over a true Canadian hero, Terry Fox and his Marathon of Hope. Terry Fox was born on July 28, 1958 in Winnipeg, Manitoba. He was only 18 when he discovered a tumor in his right leg. It was to be amputated 15 centimeters above his knee. He had to relearn how to walk with a stump as a right leg. Terry had two purposes to his Marathon of Hope, to raise money for cancer research potentially $1 million, and to show the people of Canada that a man with one leg could run just as well as a man with two. On April 12, 1980, Terry dipped his foot in the water of St. John's Harbor and set off for his marathon of hope. As Terry ran across Canada, his impossible dream was becoming a reality. His run across Canada was changing people's attitude on disabled people, and his $1 million goal didn't seem too far out of reach. He then had an idea. 
How about one loony from every Canadian? As his marathon went on, his cancer did as well. He would always feel an underlying chest pain or a cough, but he knew he had to be strong and run through it. It was in Thunder Bay where doctors had identified that his cancer had spread to his lungs. The cancer was making him so weak that it went from t running 26 miles a day to barely being able to cross the street from the hospital. Terry battled lung cancer for 10 months before his death on June 28, 1982. In his memory, the first ever Terry Fox run was held in September, racing $3.5 million. Today, more than $600 million have been raised by the Terry Fox Foundation. On to our last topic of the day, Canada's involvement in the Korean War. The Korean War started on June 25, 1950, when the People's Army of North Korea crossed the 38th parallel and started to invade South Korea, taking their capital, Seoul in under a week. In November of 1950, the first Canadian troops hit Korean soil, the Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry Regiment. The rest of the Canadian troops wouldn't show up until December of the next year. Along with the Princess Patricia's regiment, Canada also sent in three destroyers at first, but in total, eight were sent to Korea, six of which being the very powerful tribal-class destroyers and the Royal Canadian Air Force Transport Squadron. Transports would carry supplies across the Pacific Ocean, and 22 pilots would fly fighter jets. Canada's biggest feat of the war was the Battle of Kapiong. A battalion of about 700 Canadian troops were assigned to hold a crucial position in the front lines against about 5,000 Chinese troops. They successfully held the line despite China having over seven times the amount of troops as the Canadian battalion, and with minimal casualties, as well, only 10 Canadian deaths and 70 wounded. I think all of these events changed Canada for the better, and it was very interesting to dive into the less-known second half of the 20th century. Thanks for watching.